What is up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am your usual host, Anthony, and today we have got a juicy topic. We're going to be talking about the trade deadline and all the big moves that happened. Um, originally, I was, was going to talk about the all-star draft, but it's, I don't know, there's nothing really to talk about. It's kind of boring. So let's just get into this. We're going to start with, since this is a Raptors page, we're going to start with the trade that the Raptors made right at the deadline. We received Marcus All in exchange for Valanchunas, DeLon Wright, CJ Miles, and the 2024 second round pick. In my opinion, I think this was an awesome, awesome trade that the Raptors made. You get a stretch five who can defend a team with a larger center. So sort of what Valanciunas' role was, except that Marcus Gasol can shoot threes and he's clutch. And he is also an all-star caliber center. He hasn't had the greatest season, but he will be an essential part of the team, I think, if... When push comes to shove, when we run into a team like the Bucks or a team like the Celtics or Sixers, he's a guy that can guard Embiid. He's a player that can guard Lopez on the perimeter. In addition, he can stretch out the floor. At a, He's a 34% three-point shooter this season. He'll shoot even better this season for the Raptors because, well, for this part of the season, because the Raptors have so much more depth and so much more talent than Memphis that... He'll be getting open looks, and he'll probably be around a 38% three-point shooter, probably something around there, 37, 38. So he'll be able to stretch the floor for us. He'll bring us um, a lot of different skill sets that player like a player like JV wouldn't bring us, unfortunately. And it's sad to see him go, but I think that this was an awesome move by the Raptors. Now we have a starting five of Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, and Marcus Gasol, as well as having depth including Van Vliet, OG, and then we still have Ibaka. So we have a good, solid team. I think we are going to be the kind of team that will be a tough out in the in the playoffs, and I think we are finals bound, in my opinion. Alrighty, so let's talk about the Markel Fultz trade now. So, Orlando received Markel Fultz, and the Sixers received Jonathan Simmons, 2019 second-round pick from Cleveland, and the 2020 first-round pick, top 20 protected from OKC. So, that's, that's a safe one. So, the Magic, I think, won this trade. I think that's obvious. They get a young star, a potential young star, sorry, um, a player who hasn't really found a role in Philadelphia. He was the kind of player that Philly actually needs now, a guard that can, who's an actual guard, because you have Simmons, you have Redick, you don't really have a true guard in the sense of someone who can guard the team's, a team's best point guard, like Kyrie or Lowry, and can also be an offensive threat, which he has the potential to do. So, for Orlando, this is awesome. You pick up a young guy with low confidence and a messed up shoulder, who can actually translate into someone much, much better than Jonathan Simmons, in my opinion. This is an awesome pickup. And you got Markel on the rookie deal. You got him. He, this is only his second season. So you'll have him for potentially seven years of Markel potential. 
And if he just improves a little this season and shows flashes, then I think that this was an awesome trade for them. And for Philly, I don't know what Jonathan Simmons is really going to do for them. Um, I don't think he is really the kind of piece that they needed, to be honest. I don't think that Jonathan Simmons is going to change anything for this team. Uh, I'm not sure if what position he plays, to be honest. Um, he averages 7 points per game. And he's a 36% shooter, 22% from three this season. He has not had a good season. And he positionally, he's 6'6", so he's like a shooting guard. So he kind of fits what they need in terms of his defensive prowess, but offensively he's he has not given anything this season. Hopefully they can spike him with a playoff run. Not sure if he was motivated in Orlando. But yeah, so I would say that for that trade that Orlando definitely won that. Okay, let us move on. So let's take a look at not the... So the Clippers made a trade at the end for... Avery. They got rid of Avery Bradley, which was really good on their end. So the Clippers are definitely winners. So the Grizzlies have Avery Bradley, who's on a horrible contract. He is not playing good offensively this season. And then in return, the Clippers get Jamichael Green and Garrett Temple, so they get some young potential, which is really good for them. I think that's exactly what they wanted. Um, Milwaukee traded for Nikola Mirotic, who was a good stretch four for them, a player that really, really will fit well in their system as a knockdown three-point shooter. He's definitely going to fit well in Milwaukee's system. He's the perfect player that they could have added as a stretch four. Not that they don't already have a lot of stretch players, but I think he just adds a bit more depth for them. And this is going to be another addition that's just going to make them just bomb threes. Second most three shot in the game currently this season. They're just going to be a tough team to beat in the East in the playoffs. And New Orleans received Stanley Johnson, 2019 second round pick, 2020 second round pick, 2021 second round pick. So they just got a, a bunch of second round picks <clears throat> and Stanley Johnson. So I guess they were just going for a bunch of picks. Um, and then the Pistons received Thonmaker. So this was a three-way trade. And for the Pelicans, I'm not sure if this is really a good trade. I think you just get a bunch of picks, which is probably ideally what they wanted. The Bucks get the player they wanted, and the Pistons get a potential star in Thonmaker. Not sure how good he's really going to be. But I guess we shall see in the near future. Um, the Lakers made a weird trade at the deadline. So the Lakers and Clippers had a trade. <clears throat> the Lakers traded for Mike Muscala. And the Clippers, or sorry, the Lakers received Mike Muscala. And the Clippers received Beasley and Zubac. Clippers definitely won this one. It's not even a question. I don't know what this move really was, to be honest. It's kind of a horrible move. Like, Zubac has actually been really good the last few games. He could have been the starting center for that team come playoff time. But clearly that was just a weird, weird move. I, I don't really know what to say about that. Um, so Houston made a, a salary dump. Some luxury tax relief uh, in exchange for trading. Wayne ba Wade Baldwin, Nick Stauskas, and a second-round pick to the Pacers. Not really a 
a trade that I think is worth talking about, really. Um, another one, and then we have a Markeith Morris salary dump by the Wizards. So, the Wizards received Wesley Johnson, and the Pelicans received Morris and the 2023 second-round pick. Good move by the Pelicans. You know, you get a pick. That's really what they wanted. Um, so here's actually an interesting trade that I wanted to talk about before we get to one of the bigger trades of the uh, um, trade deadline. Harrison Barnes was in the middle of a game playing, and he got traded while playing. During like a commercial break, he got traded, which is kind of ridiculous because literally imagine you're just playing basketball and they tell you, oh, you're traded. And you're just like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Like I'm in the middle of a game. Like what am I supposed to do? And he just probably was really pissed, I assume. So the Mavericks get Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph and the Kings get Harrison Barnes. This is a good move for both teams. Short term, the Kings will win it. As they're trying to push into the playoffs, they get – like a 15-point-per-game guy, I think, on, on the Kings. A stretch player, a good defender. I mean, it's a good move for the Kings. It just helps them in their playoff pursuit because they don't get a pick otherwise because I think, nah, whatever. And then the Mavericks get Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph. So the Mavericks, this is a good move for the Mavericks because long-term, Harrison Barnes on a big contract and you have... He needs he sort of needs the ball to make plays and get his own score and get his points. In addition to being like a stretch guy who can shoot threes, he kinda needs the ball and he wants to get his shots. So on the Mavericks, you got Porzingis now. You have Luka Doncic. You don't have room to make Harrison Barnes your third best player, in my opinion. I think you need something else. This is a good move. This is a great move for the Mavericks. A good salary dump because Harrison Barnes is making $25.1 million player option for next season, and he's definitely taking that money. That's not even a question. So it was a good salary dump for them. Okay, looking through some more trades. We have a big trade here. Not that important, though. Um, the Chicago Bulls made a trade for Otto Porter Jr. Um, I'm not sure if this is a good trade for the Bulls. Um, they get a guy who's on a humongous contract, $27 million, 2019-20, and then a player option for $28.5 million. Why would the Bulls want him? Really, like, what is this timeline? What is this idea? Maybe they're trying to give Porter a little re uh, revival in his career. I don't know. I just don't think this was really a big-time trade. I don't see... Um... I don't see any potential in this trade as being good for the Wizards. Got Jabari Parker, Bobby Portis, and a second-round pick. Um, I guess they're taking a stab at Jabari Parker, who's had a horrible season. I think Jabari Parker can still be pretty good. Maybe I'm just an optimist. I don't know. But I think that for both teams, this is not bad. I don't think it's really anything significant, though. So let's talk about one of the bigger trades... Of the break. Of, sorry, the trade deadline. Philly made a big move for Tobias Harris at the deadline. This is a crazy trade for Philly. A couple nights before, they played the Raptors and got smoked. They got smoked by the Raptors. I think they knew they needed a change. They needed some depth. 
they needed I guess they just needed a big a big four. That's what they wanted. So the 76ers traded Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, and rookie Landry Shamit, as well as a as well as one, two, two first round picks and two second round picks in exchange for Tobias Harris, Boban Marjanovic, and Mike Scott. So you got a couple bench pieces and then you got Tobias Harris. This is an awesome trade for Philly. I think this is an awesome trade. There's no way around it. The Clippers, of course, are always the winners in every trade. They get a bunch of picks. The Clippers are just stocking up. They're going to be insane in a few years. You can just tell that they're trying to build this dynasty and they're kind of not really rushing it. They're trading all their assets for picks. They're going to have so many picks. Like Obviously, the Clippers are the winners in all these trades. They're just so smart right now. But the 76ers short term, this is a pretty good move. I personally think this is a good trade for them. However, I didn't like when the 76ers traded for Jimmy Butler. I didn't like that you're giving up Covington and Sarge, two uh, integral pieces to your team, for an, a guy that really doesn't fit your timeline as a team with Embiid and Simmons being so young. And they're going to get contract extensions. That you're going to have them for four more years. Why do you want Jimmy Butler? His timeline just doesn't really make much sense. Like, Jimmy's got a couple more years. He's injury prone. He's over 30. Why would you want him? I don't understand. But Tobias Harris, that's a good pickup. He's younger. He's a great player. A fringe all-star. He is a spot-up three-point shooter. I think he shoots like almost 45% from three this season. He is a shot creator for himself as well. He is super efficient. As a player, solid defender, and then suddenly the 76ers have this lineup. You got Ben Simmons, JJ Redick, Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler, Embiid. So you have a pretty stacked starting five, but other than that, you have nothing. You don't really have much depth. You have TJ McConnell, um, Mardanovic, and Mike Scott. I don't know what else you really have. You don't have a lot of depth. That's going to be an issue come playoff time. Though depth doesn't matter as much, I think that this team doesn't have flexibility defensively. So when you play a team like Boston or Toronto that have a slasher like Lowry and Kyrie and a shooter, so they can do a little of both, who are you going to put on him to guard him in crunch time? You're not going to take off Tobias Harris. You're not going to take off Jimmy Butler. You're not going to take off Embiid. You're not going to take off J.J. Redick. He's your scorer. You're definitely not going to take off Ben Simmons. These are all your guys. You can't take any of them off, really. So you're going to have to play them with this lineup. Who guards Lowry? J.J. Redick? He's not a good defender. Lowry's going to just exploit that. Kyrie's going to definitely exploit that. Put Ben Simmons on him. Ben Simmons can't really guard a slasher like that. He's too fast. They're too quick. They're too small. They have too good of a handle. Bigger guys have a tough time with them. And then so you're going to put Jimmy Butler on them. When you want Jimmy Butler as your wing defender for Kawhi, for Tatum, that's where you want Jimmy Butler guarding those guys because those are the guys he guards better because he's good at guarding on the wing. He's not really the best at guarding a point guard or a slasher like that. He's going to have a tough time. He's going to get beat a lot, and he's going to get run down defensively. And I think that's just too much strain on Jimmy Butler, in my opinion. So this trade does not give them much flexibility on their roster. Come playoff time, maybe they'll pick up some buyout players. Maybe that'll be important. But as of right now, I don't see them. They're definitely going to be in the second round, that's for sure. You can't really get 
get by with that, but I think that they want to go to the finals this year. I think they need to go to the finals. I think that it's part of their culture to go to the finals this year. They're finally done the process. It's time for it. That's, I guess, what they think. But I don't really see this team right now currently constructed beating the Raptors, the Bucks, or the Celtics. I think that they're just a step below. Tobias Harris definitely brings them closer, but they need a couple more pieces, and then once they get those pieces, I think that they'll be set at that point. Then they'll be able to compete. And then they'll be a tough out for any of those teams. So that was the most interesting one in addition to the Raptor one. The Raptor one was kind of straightforward, though. They just became a better team. They decreased their depth a little and increased their star power, which is good. Um, so Phoenix and Miami had a trade exchange where the Phoenix Suns received Wayne Ellington and Tyler Johnson. And I think that they said that Wayne Ellington is going to end up getting bought out, so he's going to be in the bio market. And then Miami receives Ryan Anderson. So I don't really see any team as a winner, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is just kind of a bland trade. This is just teams doing something just because they can. Um, Malachi Richardson got traded to the Sixers in addition to a 2022 second round pick. And the Raptors received some cash consideration. I don't see this as a big time trade for the Raptors. Maybe this is for the buyout market to grab a couple guys, open a roster spot. But... I don't think this is really a big-time trade. And then Toronto also got rid of Moose in a second-round pick for more cash. So the Raptors are clearly on to something. They clearly have some kind of verbal agreement with someone, I assume, like maybe Wayne Ellington or something. So they're going to try and pick up some of these three-point shooters, something that they definitely lack. Um, And that's essentially it. That's essentially what the trade deadline had in store for us. The biggest trades was Tobias Harris to the Sixers and the Raptors picking up Marcus Gasol. Um, as a fan, I was not happy that Anthony Davis didn't get traded because now they're just going to waste away another one of his, another year of a season instead of being traded to the Lakers and then them making a push and challenging Golden State. A little more interesting, a little more fun. But now LeBron's got to do it with this young cast. We'll see what he can do. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I think that that's a good game. I think that the trade deadline was more interesting than I thought it would be, but Anthony, I wish Anthony Davis got traded personally. But there, but Dell Demps was asking for f- everything, man. He wanted the entire team. He wanted LeBron's jersey, like a signed jersey from LeBron. He wanted an apple. He wanted a tangerine. He wanted everything. The whole team, plus some snacks. Like, this guy wanted everything. I don't understand. Why are you so stubborn? Apparently, a lot of people within the Pelicans organization liked the trade, too. Um, but not sure if why Dell Demps was so stubborn. I think the Celtics are going to offer a better package. and apparently hinted at a Tatum-based package in the summer, which is definitely better for them because you actually get a standalone star, whereas the Lakers are kind of just giving all their young assets and saying, maybe one of them turns great, maybe one of them doesn't. They haven't been fully developed yet. You have a lot of potential there. And that's just not enough sometimes when you're trading for a superstar. So in terms of the standings right now, you got the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Pacers, Sixers, Nets, Hornets, Heat, then the Pistons on the fringe. The rest of the teams, I'm not going to even talk about. They're not really a threat to make the playoffs. So I'm going to have a quick segment about 
how I think these trades will affect the rankings. I think that the Bucks will stay in the, probably the first seed. The Raptors, them two are probably 1-2. Then you probably have the Celtics, and then the Sixers will climb. And then the Pacers are obviously going to fall off. And I think the Nets are going to also... Hmm, I want to say the Nets will surpass the Pacers, but the Pacers just have like a seven games ahead of them with only like 30 games left. So let's just say they're not going to pass them since the Pacers have a good system. So we're probably going to end up with it. Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Sixers, Pacers, Nets, Hornets, Pistons. I think Pistons will climb in. I don't like the Heat personally. I never thought they were going to make it this season. I just thought they were too bland, too boring. But I guess sometimes the team that stays consistent is the one that makes it versus the Pistons, right? But we'll see. We'll see. Um, I don't think it will change much in the East, I think. The second round in, in the Conference Finals is going to be a war. It's going to be awesome to watch. But I don't know if these trades will push anyone over the top. Maybe the Raptors. Maybe the Sixers. My bet would be on the Raptors because they have depth now and star power. They kind of have the combination. And it will be an improved three-point shooting team. Hopefully if they pick up someone else in the buyout market. But I am biased. I'm a Raptors fan. In terms of the West, there weren't a lot of huge trades in the West. The Clippers will probably end up falling out. The Kings are going to make a push. Lakers are going to make a push. We will see which team actually makes it. I think the Lakers will end up making it because they have LeBron. I think it's just that simple. And I think as the West stands out right now, it's probably going to end up being the same. Maybe Nuggets Warriors flop. Maybe Thunder Trailblazers flop. Maybe Houston uh, Trailblazers flop. Maybe Spurs flop around. But I think at the end of the day, you're going to have the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Thunder, the Blazers, the Rockets, the Spurs, the Jazz, and the Lakers, is my opinion. So that's all I have for this episode. I am going to be more consistent. I'm going to post an episode either this Sunday or next Sunday. And then I'm going to start posting every week so I keep my content up. And I want to make a consistent podcast. I want to keep you guys happy. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate if you made it this far. Make sure to follow my account on instagram at raptors underscore community i kind of rebranded because i just felt like i wasn't making the growth i wanted to so i rebranded as a raptors fan and my page has blown up ever since it's been awesome and my podcast is still gonna stay the same i'm gonna talk about everything nba and i can do specific episodes for the raptors if you guys want me to you just gotta let me know what you guys want that's all that's all i ask for thank you so much for listening I will catch you guys next time.